me and James talk about this all the time. Uh, product gonna outweigh talent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you look at all these guys; they want to be the talent. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can't. I play basketball. I play professional basketball. You you can't do that forever. Impact and culture has to extend beyond the immediate. And no one has done this better than Percy Miller, a.k.a. Master P, who is the founder of No Limit Records and P. Miller Enterprises. He's an entrepreneur, a former basketball player, a rapper. I could go on and on about this man's business acumen forever. This is also why I've chosen Percy to be the first man on the show. We can all learn a little something from him. At our 2019 Entrepreneur Summit in Atlanta, I spoke with him and his friend and business partner, Mr. James Lindsay, about creating the now legendary Wrap Snacks chips and their expansion into the food industry. These men want to create opportunities within our community, and I think that's amazing and something to be celebrated. One of the best things about this interview was just learning how young Master P was when he first became a businessman with no real model to follow. He just had a vision for his life and a belief in his own abilities. I hope you find great use for the keys and the gems that these guys offer in this interview. So be sure to use the hashtag UnbossPodcast on social and let us know how you feel about the episode. I'm sitting here with two entrepreneurs and amazing uh, business owners. One of these you might know, another one you might know. Um, hi, Master P, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> how you feeling? I'm good. Good. Uh, thank I'm you for good. coming. Yeah, and I'm sitting here with James Lindsay. How you doing? I'm doing Lindsay. Great. I'm doing James <laughs> I got to say great. that inflection, right? Yes. James and Master P. Yes. Um, the name of this podcast is Unbossed. Yeah. But you don't have a boss. But tell me. What does the word unboss mean to you? When you hear that word, what do you think? I think that you don't have any chains on you. Okay. Right? You're, you're a free spirit to be, you know, successful as, as you know, as much as you work you can put in mm-hmm. is that is being unbossed. It's being able to have the ability to be successful depending on how much work you put in. Mm. For me, uh, unboss means no limit. You could do what you want with your time, your money, but you have to be committed yep. to your business. You also have to make sacrifices if you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. So unbossed means doing it your way, but you have to police yourself then if you unbossed. Thank you. Yes. I also like the No Limit tie-in. So. Yes. <laughs> so, gentlemen, you two are in business yes. together. Yes. Tell me about your journey. You, how long have you two known each other? Oh, we've been knowing each other a while. Uh, our journey started mm-hmm. with a company called Rap Snacks. Yes. To Which... be able to uh, make chips for our culture and our people mm-hmm. and to put our people on the bags. Uh, me and James partnering up and saying, you know what? Why we can't do it what other people could do or other cultures could do. And it's all about ownership. Yeah. We don't own anything. You know, when you look at our people, we own, uh, when you look at business across America, African-Americans, we own 7% of it. Mm, right. And we have to change it. We need to create more entrepreneurs. So it's not just about us. 
us coming together is to empower other people. Yeah. Let them know that 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 if we could do it, they could do it. It's also about, you know, um, bringing the culture into a Pacific marketplace. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this market is a 550 billion dollar industry on a yearly average. It's crazy. You know, and I say it all the time as African-Americans, we uh, represent less than one percent of that business. You know, so all we're doing is changing the narrative, number one to, you know, enlighten other people like, hey, we can do it, you can do it, mm-hmm. you know. And as I said out there, you know, changing the narrative to producers rather than consumers. Consumers, yes. Right? So that's what we're all about. And, you know, we, we're, which we're chosen to be, you know, two, um, you know, good brothers who are looking to, you know, you know change people's lives. Yeah. So you guys are friends. Yes. You've been I mean, friends for a long time. I mean, we be in business. If we was, like, yeah. I don't want to be in business with somebody that I don't have a great relationship with. So how do you maintain that great relationship? I've spoken to a couple of business partners and yes. some, you know, a lot of people have, whether certain boundaries or uh, just different, they, well, I, a lot I of people have different you, strategies. I'll tell you one thing for me. Yeah. If you put it in God's hand and you do the right thing, yeah. everything else will come together and you got to have integrity mm. and think about the other person that you're in business with. And I think a lot of people don't get that. They think about themselves. Yeah. Mm. When you're in business with somebody, you got to think about the other person. And I think that's what makes our relationship work. And I think a lot of people is like being in a relationship with a woman. You just jump in it with no communication. You know, it's going to feel. Yeah. But if you communicate and understand what both people want, and what's the goal and what's the business about, I think it'll go a long way. And I think that we've never been selfish people. We always, we know we can't take this with us. Yeah. So we saying build a generational wealth, something that we could pass down from generation to generation, something that's going to be here even when we're not here and, and have, have integrity. Yeah. So let's talk about generational wealth. Yes. Gentlemen, (laughs) you got, you, you have a lot of business, a lot of revenue streams, yes. a lot of, and that's very intentional, clearly. Yes. And it's definitely something I think, you know, you're not just known for music. You're known for being a businessman. You're yes. known for having these businesses. I say that all the time. <laughs> you're not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. you have your impact on the culture. It spans beyond music. Yeah. Um, obviously, like I said, that is intentional. You, it's, I, from what, from my perspective, Mm-hmm. I look at your career and your journey, and it seems like you've always been intentional about building generational wealth. Yes. Why is that? And, and who taught you that at, well, a, at a young age, I'm assuming? My grandfather. Yeah. Um, I grew up in poverty. Mm-hmm. Well, we was a poor family, and I said, I'm going to break that negative cycle. Yeah. We need to break that. Like, we need to be bosses, not workers. My grandfather always told me, say, son, you need to start your own army. You need mm-hmm. to create your own business. Because he was in the military, they were supposed to give him $10,000 when he came back from the war. They never gave it to him. Yeah. And so he always programmed that into my mind. You can't. To, to, you got to have your own. You got to have your own. Yeah. I lived in a project with 16 people, a three-bedroom yeah. place. And um, it was like, in order for us to make it, we have to own something. Mm. So uh, I think that's the most important thing for me. You know, looking at my grandfather, he was a hard worker. 
But now we got to work smart mm. because he worked hard and didn't Say have Say it nothing. again. Work smart. We got to work smart. <laughs> yes. We want to be able to make money in our sleep. <laughs> See that face. <laughs> he know, like our thing is, this is our journey. That's if right. If we don't make money in our sleep, then yeah. we're not successful. Yes. Like we don't need to be laborers like we used to. Yeah. You know, we had to work in the field. We had to do all this hard labor, work on the ships and all this stuff. Now it's like we can create products and brands. Me and James talk about this all the time. Uh, Product going to outweigh talent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you look at all these guys, they want to be the talent. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can't. I play basketball. I play professional basketball. You you can't do that forever. Yeah. At all. See, we, he, I need a whole, like, when is the, the show, the the movie, the, something yes. coming out on that journey? Because yeah. you have been someone who's been able to pivot in and out of so many different spaces and industries and um, very successfully. Yeah. Um, what, what do you feel is the, I guess, the characteristic that is in you that's been able to carry you through this whole trajectory? thinking about other people and not thinking about myself. Mm -hmm. And I don't work for money. I make money. And I tell people (laughs) all the time, I'm like instant grits, just add water. I'm going to make some money some kind of way. But when I get up in the morning, I don't think about the money. Okay. I think about what I love, what I'm passionate about. What I'm skilled at, whatever mm-hmm. I'm skilled at, it's going to bring people together and it's going to bring money. Mm. So and I think a lot, me and James, what we talked about, you say, James. Same mentality? Take, yes. Yeah. I mean, if, if we and, you're instant that, grits too? Hey. He from Philadelphia. <laughs> so it might be something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, what's that like, like bodega cheese tag? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we, yeah. I mean, we have a similar philosophy about business, you know? Yes. And, you know, creating brands, you know, you 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 don't have to be there. You'll make money while you're sleeping, you know. <laughs> um, and you you have the ability to do multiple things. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, um, the millionaire, uh, average millionaire has eight income streams. Yes. Right. And Can you get into why that's important? Because I don't think <laughs> that to me is amazing, but it's mm-hmm. it's also common, I think, yes. amongst people who are successful as business owners. Well, you yeah. got to keep them streams going. Well, the, the issue is that, you know, We've only gotten to the ability to start one business, so that's how they program. Know, us. That's how, you, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and but we are very, you know, multi, you know, cultural thinkers, mm-hmm. you know, and so we we're multitaskers, you know, and they feel like they tell you, well, just do one thing at a time. Yes, you can do one thing at a time, but you can do that, get that going, and start else. the rest of the stuff coming on. Yeah, but because what happens is all these businesses they can go up and down. Right, so you have to have another. You got to prepare for that. that. Right, you got to. Yeah, that's what business is. <laughs> yeah. Prepare for that hurricane. For that windfall. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a roller coaster, <laughs> and it's a learning experience every day, and it's reciprocal because it changes every day. Mm. And if you're not on your business every day, you're gonna get lost. Okay. You don't have one listen, business. listen. Well, they, you know what? They sent us to college, and they program us to be great students. But what happens after we graduate? I we, think college debt. Sorry, see, I, <laughs> but no, like sure no, job. But, but it's good for the, it's good for the education part. But yes. we're saying they don't teach the stuff for us to go out here to run and own our own business. They teach us the educational stuff to be workers. It, yeah, teach yeah. us to be workers. You're right, you're right. So think about it. we're saying forget about being workers. How to be bosses? How to mm-hmm. be owners? So they don't teach that. They teach us everything to be the top position in a business. Mm-hmm. But how do we own a business? They don't. They don't they teach don't do that, that in the book. Yeah. And that's the one thing I learned. When I went to the University of Houston. I started looking at that. I said, they taught me about marketing. They taught me all this other stuff. They didn't teach me how to own the company. Mm. 
Like nobody thought of that. They want to be the, I want the highest position in this company. And, that, and that I'm time. saying to myself, well, I'm in school. I know I want to own the company. The professor couldn't even give me answers because he's like, <laughs> what do you mean you want? I thought you wanted to be, to be the, high, the, the best, the best paid worker be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what we got. to. So we got to start programming us, our kids, the next generation for us to break this negative cycle. We're going to be able to fix our communities. They're not going to fix our communities. We need to do it. And most of us pride for what we don't want to deal with the truth or the reality. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you might have this part of the business. Other person might have that part. That's what make a great partnership. Mm-hmm. You might have the idea. The other person might have the resources. That's what make a great business. Mm-hmm. So yeah. don't be ashamed to grow and to start small. But but we don't even want to get started. So, you know, we think we go jump and play basketball yeah. and football and baseball forever. Yeah. yeah, and we can't. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very, it's a very tight timeline yeah. on that. Let, let me jump in with that too, yes. because what happens is, you know, I think experience on job on the job training with someone that looks like you, that you can say, well, damn, yes, he did it, I can do it. That's very important. So let me go back to like when our first job out of college um, was I worked for Johnson Products out of Chicago. Okay. And I, I worked. I worked for Mrs. Shy. Sorry. There you go. There you go. And I know Johnson. There you about go. Johnson. Right. Well, I'm, I'm Lafayette Avenue. Yes. And you know, and I, I can really say that working for Mr. Johnson prepared me more than going to college mm. to start rap snacks. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I, you know, I, I looked at him. I'm like, wow, if he can do it. I can do yeah. it, but also I'm giving them ideas that are successful. That are successful, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm looking at like so, yeah. so, so, so. I'm, I'm saying that to say. When you talk about supporting black businesses, that's the most important thing is that you're supporting black black businesses for other people to give the knowledge, right, and grow that tree. Yes. Right? That's it's not just because you are gonna buy my product because I'm black. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm not no, saying that. It's a it's, <laughs> yeah, it's bigger buy, than the product itself. So, so right. yeah. exactly. we're showing people that we could do what they could do, mm-hmm. but we have to support us to nurture this. Yes. Because if we don't support those men, we were talking about it earlier. We came up with a brand called Rap Noodles. Oh, I know. I, which now I know is, all about Rap Noodles. You see what I'm saying? So, but think about few. it though. With our people, the first thing they said was, "Oh, well, how much sodium? You, yeah. you ain't even tasted it yet." You don't <laughs> but, know if we have less sodium or not. Okay. I've been in college. I brought so many noodles. Uh, people that I know that are incarcerated, I brought noodles for them. Yeah. But we never own no noodles. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about us as a culture, people that look like us. Why we haven't owned a business like that? Yeah, and and we know that's probably the the most efficient meal in our house for a poor family. So quick, yes, grab some noodles. We know we could fix that up. We could make this. We could make under. We could make a ten dollar mm-hmm. meal and feed the whole family mm-hmm. with some noodles. Add a little peas or corn to it. You got a real <laughs> meal, but. We, we never even thought of owning nothing like that. Mm-hmm. What, we're, what we're making, if we're successful, we're, we're able to give back. We're open programs. You know, we got another program called Boss Up. Okay. Help people that's incarcerated get a second chance that's when huge, they get out. Yeah, That's a you huge, know? huge problem. I know, our, but yes, think about yes. it. But we have to rehabilitate our people. How are we going to do it if our business is not successful? I mean, for 21 years, we've been giving back from... Uh, from Thanksgiving to Christmas, helping the inner city kids, focusing on education, because it's a mindset. People say, Pete, why you been successful so, for so long? Say, my mindset. I mm-hmm. changed my mindset. Like, I don't think the way I used to think. Because people say, oh, man, you changed. Yeah, I did change. 
How did you change? How did you used to think? Because I, kn- I knew if I want to be around, I have to change my life and I have to do positive things. Okay. So I replaced those negative things with positive things. What were some of those negative things that you replaced? Hanging around the wrong people. Okay. Okay. Uh, wasting my time. We all have 24 hours. So if I'm taking the 24 hours and thinking business, creating brands, I'm going to be successful even after the music. Mm. Even though I sold 100 million records, I'm going to surpass it. Because, you know, at, at one time you got to think, oh, after, after you after sold so many all. records, you're done. You fell off. You, you're not going to keep going. Yeah. So my thing was I never tried to keep going. I've always had an extra strategy. Yep. To where I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to invest in that. I have multiple revenue streams because I thought about that even while I was hot. Take while I'm hot. If I could sell 100 million records, then I'm going to build all, I'm build a clothing. I'm building yes. shoes. I'm going to build uh, the real estate. I'm going to build whatever. Whatever business I have, I'm going to build it yep. during, that, during that time. And I think we think that we're going to be hot forever. So I need to get in business. <laughs> I need to be a businessman. I don't need to be an entertainer. I'm about to sell some noodles. I'm about to sell some chips. I'm but, about to <laughs> so before, okay, before you became an entertainer, fact check me. Let me yes. know if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm trying to remember some things. Um, you, I know your grandfather, you know, he passed away. Yes. And there was, was it a malpractice suit? Yes, a and malpractice did, suit. And didn't you launch a business with that? Yeah, amount lunch, of money, I right? No limit records. Yes. The, the retail bef- store. The re- I'm thinking of the retail store. The retail store, yes. not the record company. Not the record company. So but the people retail don't realize store. how I took the retail store and when Two Pot and Two Short and all those guys came to my store, I'm like, okay, they make music. Mm-hmm. I sell their music. Who owns? <laughs> You know, who owns what? Nobody yes. owned yeah, anything, yeah. but I own this store. That's what they was <laughs> yeah. amazed. They was like, "Man, this nineteen-year-old kid own this store." I'm like, "Yeah, this is my store." It's like at nineteen. At nineteen, yeah. I opened No Limit Records. You were just built different. You know, That's a different mindset to have at nineteen. I'm sorry, like I just say you gotta so acknowledge when that. Came in, <laughs> you gotta acknowledge. You yeah. gotta acknowledge that. That's yeah. a different mindset to have at nineteen. Obviously, now we're in this era where I think entrepreneurship is such a you know it's a hot word. Everybody yeah. wants to be it. A lot of people, but it's, it's a they lot, have of, a lot of romanticism yes. about it, and not. <laughs> it's a lot of. Good work. <laughs> I'm being soft. That's I'm being being word. very gentle. It's a lot of. It's but, a lot of sacrificing. Though. Yes. And um, you have to be committed to your business. So I couldn't do the things that normal 19-year-olds was doing. Yeah. I couldn't party. I couldn't play. I'm creating a brand and a business. I'm like, I, I want to get out of poverty. Yeah. And so with that 10000 I took it in and said, let me build a store. I slept in a store. I lived in a store. Wow. And, I didn't know and that. And I went from. Did you sleep in the store? Have no. you slept in? Okay. Because no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm you, you got a journey too. <laughs> oh no, he has a real. You got journey a journey too. too like you know? you know what? To be honest with you though, know, uh, that's, that's some and commitment. I, when I watched those other guys that was big artists come to my store, mm-hmm. and I'm selling their product, I said, maybe what if I told my story? Because I've been through a lot. Yeah. You know, as a kid, but I, I changed my life because I wanted something else. I wanted a better life. I wanted sustainability. Yeah. I wanted to live. Most kids back then didn't live to 19. Yeah. That's just crazy. So, it's crazy to even think about. Yeah. And yeah so then I changed era. my mindset. People don't realize. So I changed my mindset. Started thinking like a businessman now. Like, so how can I make 
I put ten thousand dollars in this business. How can I make ten thousand dollars? And so when I made the ten thousand dollars back, I'm like, okay, how can I make that in a month? Mm -hmm. How could I make that in a week? Yeah. And so I did something that the older people owned all the record stores back then. They had a company called Jones and Harris, but they sold R&B and they sold gospel. Okay. I said I want to specialize in hip hop and R&B, but I'm gonna give you any CD or cassette or album. In one day. So they didn't know how I could do that. Yeah, how could you do that? FedEx and UPS. <laughs> <laughs> Way before Amazon. Before That's Amazon. I'm, yes. I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I said FedEx and UPS. I yeah. can get whatever you need. I can order from out of state or wherever, and it'll be here the next the day. The next day. With one day. And that was, in, what year was that? That was 92. So you're, the future, you're always in the future. Yes. <laughs> you know, just, it's, it's just that I'm mindset. No, I'm just like, you always, always I get better in the future. With time, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't, don't be doing, don't do that. <laughs> always in the future. Yes. Um, so I, I have to ask, I remember yeah. being, I remember being, a little younger, a kid. Yes. A kid. See, yeah. now, now I'm conscious. Now yeah. I'm trying to be overly <laughs> conscious because I'm not trying to date you. But nah, it's cool. I remember being a kid and seeing. Was I'm it like, glad to grow up. <laughs> you, good. You know, most you people should. don't want to grow up. Yes. They don't want to get older. <laughs> you know, think about it. I'm, I'm cool with yes. it. Yeah. You know, I'm not the same person I used to be. Yes. You, you and know? you shouldn't be. Yes. None of us should be. Yeah, you should want to grow. But I remember being a kid and I think it was, was it like MTV Cribs or something where I was, yes. you know, going through your house yes. and gold ceilings. Yes. And do you have gold ceilings in your house now? Not no more. Okay, why? I'm not the same person. <laughs> you know, it? the gold leave the gold yes. ceilings for King Tut. Like I'm over that. Yes. You know, okay. I, when I buy a house, I got to make a profit off it. That's now. what I was wondering because I remembered. I think I heard or read somewhere that it was kind of hard. Yeah, I couldn't for you to sell, sell it. that. It was, it was that was the hardest thing. And in the world. that changes the way you look at yes, your wealth the and the way things. you frame yes. it. Because back life. then, to be honest with you. That was my first house that I purchased for myself. Yes. I had brought my mom, my grandmother, dad, great-grandma, auntie, everybody. Everybody. All in my house. And then I finally brought me some. I'm like, you know what? I want people to know that this is my house. I mm -hmm. want it to be different and unique. And the one thing about that house, the reason why I did that, that was the first house brought in a neighborhood like that. It was mm. a country club of Louisiana. I'm the first African-American person to buy a house in that establishment crazy and i had the biggest house in that community mm. so that was like a big thing it was for a big us. deal so i want to talk about what you're doing now yes okay. boss up foundation right. tell me about it what is it well the boss up uh, foundation um, actually i'm gonna tell you the guy who runs it um uh a friend of mine um his name is uh, wise intelligent and um, I don't know if you remember the group Poor Rice's Teachers. Yeah, right? little, yeah, yeah right? a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, I was always telling them, I said, you know, when I would go into a lot of these inner cities, you know, I'm looking at them and, and I'm not seeing anybody, you know, doing what I'm doing, right? Um, you know, when I look at, you go to a corner store, if you had 100 different products in the stores, you have none of those, none of those none products of owned by us yeah. or distributed by us. Right. Yeah. So I, I told myself, eventually, I want to start a foundation that trains us to understand about the distribution. That's so important right? because, because we don't. Yeah. Right, without distribution, you can have the best have the idea best. 
in the no, world. Can't nothing get it out can't there. get it out. Get Don't it out nobody there. know. And yeah. then and then when you go to you know the quote unquote general market, they're mm-hmm. like. We don't know anything about this. This is not something that we yeah. want to do. You know, so it's actually about creating a national uh, platform of distribution okay. and training um, individuals who um, come from where we come from. Okay. You know, and eventually, you know, we'll have the people that are, you know, like me and P, like yourself, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, we're, we're looking to do other things, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe, you know, bring a product out, you know, but then you'll have a distribution point where you can say, hey, James P., you know, I had this idea, you know, we have, you know, 100,000 stores, put it in. Yeah, okay, all right. That's pretty dope. (laughs) And and just that point about distribution, I know I've heard a lot of stories about people not being able to, you know, a lot of people have good ideas not being. Where can they put them? Where where does it go? You got to get it out there. You got to, yeah, absolutely. You have a great idea. Yes. Tell people all the time without distribution, a hundred percent of nothing is nothing. Listen, say it again. A hundred percent of nothing is nothing. Right. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, the last question I got for you both. Yes. Um, what advice do you have for someone out there who is trying to not just have a business, but to create genera- generational wealth for themselves, for their community, for their family? How? Go ahead, Jen. Uh, <laughs> well, first and foremost, you, you have to find a way to be successful, to make money, number mm-hmm. one, right? And then, you know, when you talk about generational wealth, you know, it's really thought out like like your business plan, right? That, you know, you're looking at what you're going to invest in, right? Who's going to take over your business, Yeah. right? And um, I think that's been the key to, you know, you know other races, you know, and Big the time. world that, you know, they are set up before they even get. Before they even get a yeah. <laughs> They come <laughs> little, out their womb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Yes. yes. You know, so it's really about really, you know, teaching your kids at an early age. And me and Pre talk about this all the time, yeah. you know, yeah. about the next generation and not only thinking about you. Because that's our, our issue. We'd be thinking about us. And that's the next generation that if, if you die... It it's doesn't nothing go left. It's, so in most of our black businesses, <laughs> that's, what when, that's what happens. Yeah. So it's more about planning and understanding where you want to take your business. Got it. So I also think it's about creating descendants because that's what they do. Descendants, they're passing that money down mm. from generation to generation. But they also holding their kids and their families accountable. Mm-hmm. And we don't do that. We're just giving and then they go make these mistakes because they're not prepared. They didn't work for it. So we have to give our kids the same work ethics and discipline and commitment that we have mm-hmm. that get us up early in the morning. Our kids going to have to have that same mindset. Yes. It's not just handing money down, knowing that, here, how can we grow this so we could break them neg- negative uh, stereotypes yeah. of cycles to where we all poor people, mm. you know, because we used to saying that and we speak that on each other. So we, I feel like we have to change that. Um, and it, and it, it has to start with education. Um, 
we don't educate our family on financial literacy, <sighs> even in school. Big like, deal. it's no it's course about financial literacy. Yeah. Like, you know, give me some economics, some banking, some real stuff yeah, that you know I can about deal the, with. What is it, the Pythagorean theorem and yeah. all these things? Even credit. I don't even know what. Think about it. We don't even know about, <laughs> know credit. about we credit. credit. We think, we think building yeah. a generational wealth yeah. is just about the money. Yes. We have to build credit. We build credit. We have yes. to build credit because you can buy whatever you want if you got good credit. Yeah. So our people don't know that. They just think, because if you think about it, any rapper, uh, any person we see, all they showing is the money. Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time. And you can count it. You don't really have no money. Ooh, uh, uh, uh. You know? We, we got, we got <laughs> credit cards. No real money. No real money. Because we got credit cards. We can put that on. You're right. It's no, all I mean, numbers. Yeah. I just told you. I said, man, if, yeah. you, if you could count the money, it ain't no money. Yeah. If I could sit up there and count all my money, then think about it. We need, that's why we said we got to be thinking at another level. Because the way they think, all they doing is swiping. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's dangerous. They ain't going in there like. <laughs> that's that's oh, dangerous. I, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I just think it's not nothing wrong with that. We all started. I started with the gold ceilings. I changed. But I'm saying you get to a certain level, you have to grow up and change and play in their games. You want to build a generational wealth, you know, you have to educate yourself. I don't care if you're a sports person, you're an entertainer or whatever, because think about it. You have a financial advisor, but you know nothing about financial literacy. Mm. So somebody controlling your money, you don't even know where it's at. You're just happy to know you got some money in the bank and you can go buy whatever you want right. when you can. Mm-hmm. So what happens when that money gone? Are they yeah. still your money? Or, because you didn't educate yourself to your business. And I think that's what generational wealth started, educating us and our families yeah. to, to, to our business. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Well, <laughs> even as um, black people as a whole, you know, understanding what Black Wall Street was, yeah. right? Yeah, and understanding <laughs> and yes. start and really trying to implement that back into our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If you know in the, in the Jewish religion, if someone borrowed money, right, you couldn't charge. You can't charge them interest. Yeah. Mm, now, if I if, if you I, ask my else, <laughs> you're like, a boss. Now, money. I mean, I I they may have interest anyone. I may <laughs> have charged. You know, when I'm letting relatives a little interest yeah. here. You know, if you yeah. pay me back on time, I'll be yeah. okay. I lied. That wasn't my last question. I got it. Now, earlier you did say you were talking about, you know, having a financial advisor, knowing that you need a financial advisor, knowing that you need someone to come in and help you deal with your money, but not having the literacy. Where do you where do you get the literacy? How do we get the literacy? Think about we go online and pull up anything. Yeah. You just have to study. Yeah. The same way you you go and play basketball, you put that time into it. You should do that because this is how you protect your money. Yeah. This is how you build the generational wealth. Because if you made two hundred million dollars and all you got is a two hundred million, you didn't make no money off it, that tell me you don't know business. You don't know. Got it. So for me I take 10% of my money in tie, then I'm going to take another 10% and try to put it into some other business and to create some wealth. Yes. So I'm not losing nothing. I mean, why do you don't do that? And, and if you get another a financial advisor tell you what to do with your money, they don't know, they about, don't know investments. about investment. Yeah. They, they know okay. about how to pay your bills, mm-hmm. how to keep you going, because all they're doing is paying bills to whatever much money you got in the bank. When that mm-hmm. money gone, they gone. Yeah. But guess what? They have a hundred clients. <laughs> I'm looking at James' face. No, just think like, about it. They have a hundred <laughs> clients. You only have one of them. Yeah. And this is your money. You control it. How come you not bossing up and taking control of your money? You only, only way you can do that is through education. That little three, four hours you put in the gym, put 20 minutes into understanding financial literacy and see how much more wealth you would build. Fair. 
Okay. I like what LeBron did. He mm-hmm. sent his people back to school. Mm-hmm. Send them to school. Educate them. Give them that position. Let them make that money. Not only did he send them back to school, he had them work with other people that knew what they knew were what doing. Yeah. And the end goal yeah. was, you know it's what? All about you who, are going to become right, my guy. You yeah. right. But you got to learn. <laughs> go to school first. You yes. have to educate yourself. Yes. LeBron is... Everybody he's a, he's a they, great example. Yeah, they want to look at an example. Look at LeBron yeah. and what he's done. Look at it. All right. Thank you, uh, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you, James. Thank you, thank you, Percy. Be sure to listen download or subscribe to more episodes of unbossed you can find unbossed on apple Podcasts, spotify google play and wherever you listen to podcasts apple listeners please be sure to leave me a review and let me know what you think be kind but be critical that's okay too don't forget to hit me up on social at marquita underscore harris underscore be sure to use the hashtag unbossed podcast appreciate you thanks guys